Welcome to the Connected Mom Podcast, where we have real conversations, helping you connect more deeply with God, more empathically with your fellow moms, and more intentionally with your child. I'm Becky Harling, your host, and I have with me today my amazing co-host, Sarah Wildman. Hey, Sarah, how are you? Hey, Becky, doing well. I mean, I'm taking a breath because we're at the beginning of the holiday season as we record this. Yes, (laughs) we are. We thought, hey, why not just jump into that since we're all in it together? And uh, what specifically will we be talking about today? Yeah. So since we're at the beginning of this holiday season, which I always love the holiday season, mm-hmm. um, I thought about talking about celebrations and why those are so important in our families. You know, it's really interesting because research tells us that celebrations help us remember a big event, but they also help us Uh, feel more connected to each other and like we have a sense of belonging. And I I really love that. You know, I was reading in my Bible, Sarah, I have my Bible right in front of me, so I'm going to read this verse. Mm -hmm. And in Psalm 145, it says that they celebrate your abundant goodness and joyfully sing of your righteousness. And I love that because the truth of the matter is celebrating was God's idea. Mm Hmm. Yeah, that's that's something I think we can sometimes get into a mind frame like, oh, you know, this crazy culture, we've just, you know, added all this stuff, but remembering that it was actually God's idea and he encourages us to celebrate, right? In the Psalms yeah, in yeah. all times. <laughs> so, yeah, but, all the time. And, and it's not you know, and it's it, not just American culture, right? Like no, this was, no, this no, was no. ancient, ancient that this happened. Yeah. In fact, if you look at the life of Jesus, and I love mm. this, Jesus celebrated like all the time. And those celebrations, many of them were rooted in the Old Testament where God instructed his people to celebrate what he had done so that they would remember what he had done. And I also am intrigued by the fact if you read through some of the Old Testament, how many of these celebrations are linked in the family system, you know, because God wanted our kids to remember his goodness and he wanted them connected to us. And I love that. That is so cool. So talk to us a little bit about some of the celebrations that we saw Jesus participate in, because that's an interesting thought. I don't think we think about that too much. No, but I kind of love it. Okay, so clearly he turned the water into wine at the wedding, you know. And I made it a better party. (laughs) Yeah, he did. (laughs) And actually, that's his first miracle, you know. So, but if you read through um, the book of Luke, early in the book of Luke, you know, if you remember, Joseph and Mary took Jesus when he was 12 to Jerusalem to celebrate the Passover, you know? And so Mm -hmm. again, the rest of the story, of course, is while they were there, they left, they were with like a whole caravan. So it was like one big party going to Jerusalem. And of course, the story that is told in the gospels is that Jesus stayed behind and was in the temple, you know? And so if Mary and Joseph kind of freak out because they realize their 12-year-old is not in this party, this traveling party, you know, and so they they 
they ask him and Jesus says, you know, I had to be about my father's business. But then if you continue through uh, the gospels, Jesus celebrated the feast of tabernacles, which is really kind of a cool one. You know, um, there Israeli people would all gather in Jerusalem. They would set up these little tents, basically. It was basically like a big nationwide camping trip to remember how God had brought them through the bondage of Egypt and out of bondage. And then in the temple on a certain day, the high priest was to stand and break the golden pitcher uh, to symbolize God's provision. And it's there that Jesus stands up in the temple and says, I am the light of the world. And it was crystal clear what he was saying. He was saying, I am God. I am the one who led you out of Egypt. And I just love that, you know? And so we find all these celebrations throughout the gospels. There's Passover, there's the feast of first fruits. And of course, in first Corinthians 15, 22 and 23, Paul says that Jesus was the first fruits of the resurrection, you know? And so throughout the the church history calendar, there's been all these celebrations, you know, we're just Mm -hmm. on the cusp right now of Advent, the season of waiting. And then we come to Christmas, you know, the birth of Christ that we celebrate. And then there's, you know, there was in church calendars, a day to celebrate the wise men. And then, you know, the day of epiphany and, you know, you go on and on. And so celebration is really God's idea. That's what I'm trying to say here. Yeah, that's great. And you kind of opened with the fact that it's also that piece of remembering, right? Like those are pretty closely tied, right? Like it's celebrating, but it's always, I guess you can phrase this better, but looking back at God's faithfulness, is that a good way to summarize it? That is a good way. And it, it, what it does for us as families is it connects us. It connects our children. You know, so I'm a huge fan of traditions and celebrating. You know, so when we were raising our kids, we took that really seriously, you know, Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. it was, it was always fun, you know, and it's a great way to build the connection with your kids. So yes, let's pivot to that. As a mom, <laughs> what do yes. you what do you think our role is in that? And and usually, you know, if if dad's a, a teammate on that, that's also super fun. But how do celebrations you think fit into our role as mamas? Well, I think we have to be intentional, Sarah. We want our kids to feel safe at home, connected Mm -hmm. at home, and like home is a fun place where they want to be. So, you know, even aside from the holidays, I know in our home on Friday nights, you know, it was the end of the school week and the kids were allowed to watch certain shows on TV and we had ice cream floats, you know, so I would let them have soda that night with ice cream in it and, you know, we would have snacks and they would stay up later. But it was a celebration, you know, the school week is done, we got through it, um, yeah. you know, and and then at Christmas, you know, our Christmas, I've mentioned this before, I think on the Connected Mom podcast, but Steve was a pastor and we often had 
three or four yeah. Sunday uh, Christmas Eve services. So my fear as a mom was like, these kids are going to hate Christmas or hate the church. Right. So Which is I, the worst. <laughs> yeah, I had to be really intentional. And so in mm. our home, we opened stockings after Christmas Eve service. I didn't make them eat a regular supper. We had like pizza or snack supper for them. They got new pajamas on Christmas Eve night, you know, um, when we put up our tree early in December, they would get, I would give them a new ornament for that year that kind of was reflective of what had happened in their life that Aww, year, you know? So cool. like one year it was a soccer playing Santa Claus for JJ because he had made some new soccer team, you know, or yeah. a piano for our youngest daughter, Carrie, because she started piano that year. So I, I tried to be intentional with those things so that the kids could remember um, what the holiday was about. When they were really little, we would bake a birthday cake for Jesus and we would mm. sing happy birthday to him cool. um, Christmas Eve night, you know, and the cake was sometimes a mess, you know, but it's okay. <laughs> we had fun with it. Right. Right. And, that's right. And that's what it's about. It's about remembering, having fun and feeling this sense of connection. We are a family and we all belong. Mm. It's really special how much kids really love that routine and tradition that comes back every year. And some kids more than others. Yeah. Like I have one that's like, remember we do that. Like he reminds me. Yeah. And the other yeah, little yeah. guy is like, I mean, whatever. I'm here for the party at all yep. times. So. <laughs> and that's okay too. You know, so. every family's got to have one kid that likes, loves to party. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. No kidding. I have to say we're uh, similar in that I grew up in a family of big celebrators. And it really came down to my grandmother. Okay. She was kind of the matriarch of the family. There were four children she had and then cousins. But it was funny because I look back with just, I mean, joy. I mean, every holiday that grandma was involved in was a big deal. But there's this one photo. She um, left behind a lot of photos after she uh -huh. passed. And I, I've been looking at them. And there's a, a nostalgic photo of my grandma and then I think it's my dad and my grandpa. And it's right after Christmas. Everybody's had their food mm -hmm. and the gifts and all this. And they are conked out in their recliners. I mean, just, yep. <laughs> just done. Because that might be me this year because it's our year to have everybody for oh Christmas. Oh, my gosh. 14 grandkids. So she had just thrown herself into it. And I thought, you know, that's a good uh, symbol. Actually, I don't even know if she's pictured. It might have been even my great grandma. But it's like that thought of like, I mean, if you don't go all in, I mean, then you haven't done the holidays right. And I think I've kind of had to step back and go, okay, like it's really important to have those traditions, really important to celebrate, but maybe not completely be exhausted at the end of it and not yes. enjoy it. Like that's, you know, and so that's been kind of one of my thoughts is what are the traditions back to some of your ideas um, that my kids really latch onto? Because maybe there's one that I just think is great and we try it and they're like, uh, you know, or, yeah, you know, it's yeah. more about how I look, like how the house looks or whatever. And they're like, they could care less like this other thing means way more to them. Yeah. So. To set I'm the still brainstorming about that. Yeah. The, yeah. the house is not going to look good. Um, you know, <laughs> <laughs> let's just Wait. put that there. <laughs> yeah. Let's just put that out there. I mean, all those Hallmark have... movies, just yes, put it to yes, the side. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> so I think, um, 
you know, you have to know your kids. And a tradition that doesn't have to do with the holidays for our family that I started way back when the kids were little is we would have a big Sunday dinner on Sunday. And now my kids that live down here near us come with their kids. And, you know, Mm. they love that. They're with their cousins and the kids all go down in the basement and eat. And we always have ice cream for dessert. So it's very easy. I'm not even like really baking or anything. And now I've gotten so I use disposable plates. Um, So I keep it simple, but the Uh kids love it. In fact, the other day, my six-year-old grandson said to his mom, you know, mom, when I get older and I get married and I have kids, is it okay if I go to Mimi's house for Sunday dinner and not yours? Oh, how sweet so, is that? I mean, yeah, they but they love that. They love coming and they'll ask me, hey, are we having Sunday dinner this Sunday? And yeah. I, you know, I tell them yes, because most of the time we are, unless Steve and I are away. But that's a tradition. You know, there can be mm-hmm. traditions where you celebrate your individual child, like birthdays are a wonderful time yes. to put yes. traditions in place. You know, when our mm-hmm. kids were little, Um, while they were sleeping, I would decorate their door with balloons, you know, so that when they woke up, they would know, oh, it's my special day. You know, I know my daughter, um, she writes character traits of her kids all over their door while they sleep. So she's affirming them for those, you know, Mm -hmm. I, I loved birthday parties. I know there are some parents out there and I, I don't judge this. This is, you know, what works for you that only do birthday parties, you know, like once every five years or once every other year. I I really loved throwing my kids birthday parties. And, you know, looking back now, I don't regret that. Did it take mm-hmm. a lot of work and planning? Yeah, but it was fun, you know. So mm-hmm. we, we tried to be creative. You know, it, it's interesting because now it's a big thing to spend a lot of money and go like to Jump City or to... I don't know, Chuck E. Cheese pizza. I did Chuck E. Cheese pizza one year and then I was like, yeah, we're not doing that again. It's too wild. But, you know, you you can plan really fun things with your kids, like scavenger hunts. And, you know, when my daughter turned, I think she was 12, at, at that time, the mall was a little safer than maybe what it would be now, but I let her choose six friends. And the day before I went to six of their favorite stores and pre-bought like a tiny prize for each of them. And each store would give them a clue of where to go next, you know, to Aww. have that, to get the next prize. So they oh, loved fun. that, you know? Yeah. And then uh, I have another Christmas tradition that I still do now. One year... Uh, I think my daughter was in second grade, the youngest one, and I threw a teddy bear Christmas tea party for her, you know, so I used like my Christmas cheap china. Um, I think I got it at a drugstore. So, I mean, it's cheap. But I used that and I bought through one of these marketing companies, these little tiny teddy bears that were in everybody's teacup. And then the girls all brought teddy bears and we had food and, you know, it was a great way to get rid of old jewelry because jewelry I didn't like anymore. I just let them decorate their teddy bears with it, you know, but it was great fun. And now I have, you know, um, five granddaughters. And so... 
I do that every year, you know, the teddy bear tea party for the granddaughters and they love it, you know, and it's mm. just a silly little tradition, but it, it helps them remember, Hey, you are precious to me. And I don't mind putting the work into this because we're supposed to celebrate, you know, life can be a little heavy at times mm -hmm. and celebrations help us remember the goodness of God, how fun our kids are. And just mm. they bring joy to our homes. That's right. Yeah, I think you can't overdo that part, right? No. Of assuring the child how special they are. So that birthday, it's it's a big deal. I think also what's cool is when your family hosts a birthday party, whether it's super simple yes. or you know more elaborate. It's bringing people into your family too, and yes. showing them some love. And I. I don't think I realized that until I was a parent yeah. and just, you know, like the boys will get invitations to birthday parties from kids in their class. And, um, and we've been able to go to a few of them now that we're kind of past all the COVID craziness Yeah, and, uh, and just seeing how, how it touches one, the, the parents when you do attend, but then how you can, I think, show love to other to other families if they come, you know, like it's yeah, just a, for it's, sure. sometimes I know people roll their eyes like, oh gosh, the birthday parties are chaotic and the kids are oh, hyper. I but... loved the birthday parties, you know, uh, <laughs> they're it's, so much fun. They are, you know, um, my son, um, JJ, who, you know, mm -hmm. uh, so he has two little boys and a couple of years ago, I, I think it was for his oldest son, Joshua, for his birthday, um, Josh is really into the show, How to Train Your Dragon, you know? And yeah. so they, JJ made all these shields out of cardboard and construction paper. And Aww. he made those like, um, what are they called? You know, the hats that they wear in that show. Um, oh, I'm drawing like a, a Viking? Viking? Like a Viking That's the word I'm looking oh, for, Viking hats. Nice. And then he had all the parents, he set up an obstacle course in the backyard. <laughs> he had all the parents lined up on the deck with water guns and you had to see if you could shoot a Viking, you know, and the kids would put up their <laughs> shields. And I mean, the parents had as much fun as the kids, but Josh yeah. will never forget that party. Right. So I, I think, you know, you, these celebrations, you may feel like, wow, this is a lot of work. Yeah. But you're building memories that are going to last a lifetime. You know, right. the one thing right. I would say is, and this is just my own bias, but I wouldn't stress over what food you serve at the celebration. Mm. You know, if it's a birthday party, you know, you need cupcakes or some kind of cake or whatever, you know. But like, I remember the year I freed myself and we gave up cranberry jelly for Thanksgiving. I mean, my mom always had cranberry jelly on the table. Nobody ever ate it. So I thought you had to do that, you know, and I had that when our kids were little and every year I threw it out and I finally came to the conclusion, you know what, we just don't like this and that's okay. It doesn't matter. Right. Uh, and so yeah. it's about the fun you can have together. So that's keep it so simple, you know, mm -hmm. but have fun, but you do have to be intentional. You know, you yeah. have to think ahead and think, what will my kids enjoy this Christmas? You know, yeah. what will my yeah. kids 
really enjoy for their birthdays? What will, how do my kids need to celebrate? You know, maybe it's a new life skill. I remember when our kids first learned to swim across the swimming pool. We lived in a hot climate. We had a swimming pool and I didn't want anybody to drown. So I really pushed them, worked on that, pushed yeah. hard that they uh -huh. would learn to swim. And the deal was when you could swim across the pool, we would have a party, you know? Ooh. And so we celebrated each child as they were able to do that. So your celebrations don't have to be, you know, really costly. It can be, you know, let's all decorate a gingerbread house, you know, mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. let's make cookies together or let's have ice cream tonight because you've had such a great week at school or, you know, whatever it is, but make a celebration, you know, make it, make it fun. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. like you said before, I mean, the world, we have so many hard things coming at us and kids yeah. do too, all of the, yes. the pressures of school and everything. It, it really is. I think sometimes it's lately it's been helpful to be like, okay, when my kids look back on their time at home, you yes. know, what were the feelings they experienced? What were the, you know, was it a, was it safe? Was it, was I celebrated those sort of things? And, you know, we do the best we can, right? <laughs> but, but just, you know, sometimes being reflective on that about how, how that looks. Okay. Becky, I'm going to put you on the spot. I go for let's, it. Let's, let's be funny for a second. Can you think of a time of a celebration where it was a fail? Oh, <laughs> like, I can think like of something happened that just like took it off the rails. <laughs> I can think of many, you know, um, I sure think there's a few because that helps us feel like, you know, okay, everybody's so one had year, my beloved in-laws really wanted us to fly to them for Christmas okay. and we were going to be with my husband's extended family and, okay. um, we, you know, it was a hard thing for us because we were up the night before at Christmas Eve services. We get our kids ready. You know, we give them their gifts. We get on a plane, we fly. Mm -hmm. And I remember JJ's cousin, we got there, we were only there 20 minutes and JJ's cousin just hauled off and punched him in the stomach, you know, and JJ still talks about that, you know, so they <laughs> still remember that. <laughs> I remember a Christmas Eve service where, we had, um, you know, we always did these elaborate candlelight services yes. and there was going to be yes. a children's story. Well, that particular year, there were like 350 kids in the service. They all went racing down front where the candles <laughs> were, you know, and some of them were crawling under the communion table and the candles are going back and forth. And the guy that was reading this, the children's story just wouldn't stop, you know, and Steve was like making a sign for him to cut it off and he didn't stop at all, you know, and my kids were older at this season. So they were grabbing kids who were, you know, know, knocking over things. And we were afraid the whole church was going to go up in flames, you know? So you have to laugh oh, at those things. So you know, now my kids laugh about that. And so some of these things that go awry, tell yourself in the moment, you know what, I'm going to laugh about this in 20 years. You know, if you get your child a Christmas gift and they don't really like it, it's okay. Just let them be them. And you can always do something different the following year, you know, right, don't right. expect them to be perfect angels on Christmas. They're not, <laughs> they're going to be hyped up on sugar and 
all things wonderful and they're gonna you know they're gonna be hyper it's okay you know it's only one day out of the year take pictures so that you have those memories after you know Mm -hmm. um because that's that's a beautiful thing because sometimes I I even have like a photography background and I'll forget to take photos of special times and it's like yeah. my my boys love right now it's most of them are just on my phone and they'll be looking back remember when we did this mom and hopefully they'll be printed someday but you never know um, but the photos really help I think cement the memory yeah in their head you know like yes. oh remember when I got this or I wore those jammies or yeah. I think also there are spiritual celebrations, like when your child makes the decision where it's like, no, I want to ask Jesus into my heart. Celebrate that. Get them something to remember that by. You know, I made that choice when I was three years old. And do you know, Sarah, to this day, I have the little booklet that they gave me. It's in my nightstand. And it it says that on that day... I asked Jesus to come into my heart and I remember it like it was yesterday and I was only three, you know, so celebrate that, you know, when my granddaughter, um, she's the first of the grandkids and she chose to get baptized. Um, Mm. and so I bought her a little cross necklace because I wanted to remember, right. Mm. We took a lot of pictures, we celebrated, but it's a big deal that she decided to follow Jesus. So take those moments and celebrate them. Don't allow the busyness and the heaviness of life to rob you of those celebrations. Because I'll Mm -hmm. tell you, as your kids get older and they leave, they're not going to forget those celebrations. And honestly, Mm -hmm. you're not going to either. They're going to be precious memories to you. You know, that's right. That's right. So, and I think those celebrations, it indirectly tells our kids what's important to our family. Yes. Right? So, with a birthday, like you are important, you know, yes. Thanksgiving, the thankfulness, Jesus at Christmas. And then, of course, all of those, like you're saying, the spiritual milestones. Um, yeah. I've even been thinking about that with encouraging my kids to memorize scripture, like, well, you know, their student of the week at school, that's awesome. They get to go do something fun. Well, maybe, you know, with scripture, there's something equally as fun that shows yeah. like, you know, that's just as important to us as as a family. So yeah. And, you know, I think um, a question often comes up, Sarah, to me, um, you know, okay, so Christmas is Jesus's birthday. You know, what about culture, right? So, um, you know, Santa Claus, the whole theme of Santa Claus came from celebrating Saint Nick. And I never got too wiggy over all that. You know, it was like my kids knew, you know, the main reason we celebrate Christmas is because it's Jesus' birthday, you know, but Santa Claus came while we were in the Christmas Eve services, you know, and, and just have fun with that. Your kids, you want them to pretend as they get older. And so it, Mm -hmm. it is fun to just have fun with that, you know, like, um, there are so many holidays throughout the year that you can have fun with. I mean, even St. Patrick's Day, whether you're Irish or not, you know, <laughs> hide yeah. things for leprechauns, you know, and just have fun with it. Easter, you can, you know, have an Easter egg hunt. Fourth of July, our little town that's like 10 minutes away has this huge parade and we all go. I mean, it's 
it's wild, but we all go <laughs> and, you know, the kids love it and they get candy from the parade. Oh, yeah. And it's just the idea of we're doing this together as a family, you know, and you're mm-hmm. building memories. And this is what we do. We celebrate. We celebrate birthdays. We have Sunday dinner. We celebrate Thanksgiving. We celebrate Christmas. We celebrate Easter. We celebrate St. Patrick's Day and Valentine's Day. And so, you know, don't don't miss out on the fun of that as a mom. Does it take intentionality? Sure. But you'll be happy you did it later, you know, because your kids will still want to come home and Mm. they'll feel more connected to you. Well, I hope that listeners are encouraged, maybe even to step out and try something new. One yeah. step, you know, that you can do to just bolster that sense of celebration in your family. It's, I don't think you ever regret it, you know? No, you don't. And, you know, your kids feel celebrated. It's always an opportunity to talk with them about God and how much he is for a good party. You know, a lot of kids have this view of God that he's up there ready to, you know, punish them. And wouldn't it be great if our kids grew up loving Jesus because he went to such great parties, you know? That's right. I mean, it's it's really right. beautiful. So yeah, let me close us out in prayer, Sarah. And I okay. hope today we've given you some ideas, you know, like Sarah said, try something little. Maybe this year build a gingerbread house with your kids or, or maybe this year, if you're listening to this and it's closer to summer, have a 4th of July party or a parade in your neighborhood. Or if it's near one of your kids' birthdays, put a little effort into planning ahead. Have that party for them. Have them feel celebrated and affirm them at their party. Tell them all the things you love about them because that's a great way to connect more deeply with your child and build them up. Let me pray for us. Lord Jesus, we love that you loved a good party. We love that you invite us to celebrate so that we remember the goodness of God. And so now over each of our mamas that are listening, we pray that you would inspire them to take the next step, to think of a fun tradition, something they can do together as a family that will underscore their family values, but also build connectivity in the family and help them to celebrate you. Thank you for this time that we've had with them. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey friends, thanks for listening to the Connected Mom podcast, and we hope you're going to join us next week where we'll continue to have real conversations, helping you to connect more deeply with God, more empathically with your fellow moms, and more intentionally with your child. And hey, we have a favor to ask you. If you've enjoyed this episode, would you please leave a review on either Google Podcasts or Apple Podcasts, because we're trying to get the word out about the Connected Mom podcast, and we know that you can help us. So thanks for joining us today. Hey, all you moms out there, this is Becky Harling, and I love creating resources to help you connect 
more empathically with your child. One of those resources is a book that I wrote called How to Listen So Your Kids Will Talk. One of the greatest skills you can cultivate, really enhance that connection with your child is the skill of listening. So how well do you really listen? This book is loaded with practical ideas to get your kids talking and to help you as you listen. You can buy it wherever Christian books are sold. You can order it on Amazon or anywhere else. So I hope you'll get a copy of the book and put the work into listening to your child.